Speaking of arrests, I, I, I kind of implied it in a few Discord conversations with you guys, but I went for this like work retreat or whatever, and I'm very surprised that like uh, drinking is not even mainstream anymore. Everybody's just doing oh, insane amounts of drugs. Like I'm talking <laughs> okay, from not, people not who are 21, <laughs> people who are 21 years old, all the way up to 45. And it's not just you know your uh, random weed or doing some coke. There's such a thing as liquid MDMA, GMB or GBH, whatever the fuck that thing is called, that everybody was taking drips out of with uh, like, uh, what do you call that thing? Eye, eye dripper, eye nose eye dripper dropper. thing? Eye, eye dropper. And they would, they would take a few drops and apparently it would get you drunk without the fuzziness. To which I replied, uh -huh. but the fuzziness is the whole fucking thing, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> but uh, I guess to each their own. Uh, and yeah, everybody was just constantly constantly on narcotics uh, especially after the work would finish and you know they're finally without their families or mm -hmm. uh, they're you know out in nature so they wanna they wanna explore their wild side or whatever it uh, I don't I don't know what's going on with people recently because uh, I'm usually not the one who feels uh, comfortable or no I'm not usually the one who in a in a group of people feels like they're they're the normal one but uh, me with my uh, with my functioning alcoholism there felt like I'm a fucking <laughs> straight edge uh, diathlon runner, bro. That sounds uh, yeah, that sounds fun. Especially when you you're sitting up on a hill or something. These people aren't afraid they're gonna fucking tumble down. <laughs> yeah, there's snow oh, everywhere and shit. It was. They're yeah. doing those balloons, oh, you know, those balloons with the. the you're probably more informed, Hakim. Uh, it's a huge trend right now in Eastern Europe, and it's been for like a year and a half. Uh, we call it heaven's gas or the shit that you give patients to make them fall asleep. But like not, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's legal to be sold in these uh, tiny little uh, uh, metal casings. And there's a device that people have that, you know, you put the metal casing into the device and you blow the nitrous or whatever it is in a balloon. And then the people uh, literally suck it out of the balloon and it gives them like a 15 uh, second high. And if you go into a club, it's a very weird sort of uh, cyberpunkish aesthetic where, you know, uh, lights are blaring and people are dancing. And then like a bunch of people are sitting in a corner just uh, sucking on literal plastic balloons which is completely legal just wanted to share a cultural curiosity with you guys <laughs> that's interesting that's very interesting dr hakeem what's Jesus. your professional okay. opinion of this phenomenon oh yeah it's, it's i'm sure it's gonna be completely healthy there's gonna be no uh <laughs> no kidney or liver side effects and for sure no no uh brain damage from that I'm <laughs> but yeah it just you know, looks the, the, like it will do so much them. brain damage like i don't know mm. yeah please yeah it, nitrous it oxide yeah they intake pure nitrous oxide i just googled yeah. it yes it's nitrous oxide yeah, yeah. for fun mm -hmm. and some yeah. do like the, 10 the, of them like yeah. what the fuck yes uh, by the way the the nitrous oxide i mean yeah like it's used worldwide but it's, for some reason it's used a lot more often in the us i believe mm. they even use it for dentistry like oh yeah i've had it they they yeah, I had yeah, to which a, is very strange because a, a root canal, and they put me on that, and uh, it was weird. I could, I could swear I saw like fish swimming around outside the window. <laughs> uh, so it was very strange. <laughs> yeah. it, it is. It's very weird. Yeah, no. In the rest of the world, they just do like local anesthetic over the, over the area, and then take out a tooth or whatever. Mm -hmm. And for like general surgery and whatever, whatever we use like propofol and stuff, um, which yeah, like is an injection, not fucking. You don't put shit over their face and be like, all right, breathe. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it depends. It depends on the surgery. It's a lot more in-depth than that, but uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Well, I'm glad uh, you didn't partake, Yagopnik. Please stay safe, all right? Uh, you cannot convince me that you work in any sort of legitimate business, by the way. You have not <laughs> seen corporate retreats. <laughs>
Immigration <laughs> is an issue discussed on the daily in all of mainstream politics and media, from they stole our jibs in South Park to insane right-wing politicians circle-jerking each other by blaming absolutely everything on the local Im- immigrant or refugee population. The conversation is almost never led or even attended by anyone who's a refugee themselves. They're a voiceless mass traded by politicians, states, and big capital as pawns in the eternal game of capitalist geopolitics. The perspective is almost always one from the country accepting said refugees and their place in their potential new home. What's never discussed, though, is what causes man-made migration patterns, what it does to the countries these people leave, and in general, why someone chooses to migrate in the first place. Hopefully you'll learn something new today about an issue which is far too complicated for a liberal black-and-white moral compass. So I guess uh, we can start off with a definition of what the hell that shit even means. Uh, Hakim, please do the honors. Man, I love it when you talk theory to me. Mm. <laughs> this was just a fucking random right. fucking CNN intro, but yeah. Uh, I, unlike you two, I have totally to prepare. Good. Yeah, okay. Well, Fuck now you, from, from this is the Jesus only thing Christ. I've written down right. from now on. It's just me saying stupid shit. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So, <clears throat> general definition. So, when we're talking about the, uh, well, the, the colloquial term, I guess, which is brain drain, uh, or as uh, Yukopnik wants to make uh, <clears throat> wants to have us make fun of a human capital flight, which is a, <laughs> a fucked up way of wording it, but sure, <laughs> is basically this: um, it's when the departure of educated or professional people from one country, economic sector, or field for another, usually for better pay or living conditions. Uh, so what does this mean in, in, in reality? This means, like, for example, let's say uh, you are from India or Iraq or Ghana or Venezuela or wherever else in the world, and you are a, a an educated professional. Um, even though you're raised in one country and you uh, directly benefited from all the resources of that country through p- its public educational systems, uh, public universities, and every other thing uh, related to what basically allowed you to become a skilled professional, once you are a fully complete skilled professional, uh, you decide to leave your country of origin to go to another country where you'd get better opportunities, better pay, um, and uh, as a result, this directly uh, benefits uh, and contributes to the economy of the receiving country while impoverishing impoverishing or limiting the development of the country you just left. Of course, not by any fault of your own. Um, so basically, the idea being is when these people leave, right, uh, they go to these imperial core countries most of the time. Those are the countries that are wealthy. But why? Why uh, is it that these countries end up benefiting in the end? Because they're already very rich, right? Well, that's, you know, it's the it's a, a, a two-way street, this relationship. Uh, the country is already rich, so it attracts skilled professionals. And because it attracts skilled professionals, it, it keeps it developing economically, contributing to its differing sectors, contributing a lot of, you know, brain power and, and, and uh, uh, intellectual labor or, or uh, mental labor uh, into the economy that otherwise it would have had to develop and educate and train itself exactly. you know it's one thing to yeah it's one thing to have to build up uh, an entire uh, army of educated professionals uh, and it's another thing basically being a shining city on a hill and having people you know trek up to you without you having to lift a finger basically just signing a work visa or something the benefits of receiving them especially if they're skilled labor is almost in, to, in total almost in totality outweighs the negatives which usually let's be honest here come down to just a negative local political pr amongst uh, i don't know the reactionary population and uh, everything that Hakim said uh, absolutely stands. But what is behind these imperial core uh, states, which are uh, very willingly accepting certain quotas of educated uh, and uh, so-called sky- high-skill labor uh, immigrants, and very often also so-called uh, low-skill or uneducated labor, which I fucking hate that term. But uh, it, 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 at the end of the day, it comes back to the greed behind the you know big capital in these so-called developed nations being quite literally unsatiable. I mean, every corporation cuts as many corners as possible in order to be ahead of what? It's competition. And when labor is almost unilaterally always the 
top cost incurred, or at, I don't know, at the very least in the top three, they have no loyalty to any ethnicity or nation and will, without a blink of an eye, rather use any alternative labor pool as long as it's what? As long as it's cheaper. So this constantly gaping hairy hole of uh, greed swallows millions of migrants weekly who pursue uh, you know, what they think is opportunity, but what ends up being, you know, very often not much more than a modern sweatshop from uh, when it comes to low-skilled labor, from restaurant kitchens to hotels, construction sites, uh, the low-skilled immigrant laborer is pretty much an irreplaceable tool. And when we accept that, which most people uh, in the West have accepted, and we can hear it all the time being talked, uh, being spewed by liberals who are pro-immigration, not because they think, okay, these people are just like us and they deserve uh, a better life, etc., etc., but because, as we've heard it many times, is, oh, who's going to be washing your clothes? Who's going to be ironing your shirts? Yeah. Who's going to be mm -hmm. cooking your steaks, right? Uh, so if, if we understand just how beneficial uh, so-called unskilled labor is for, uh, for a developed capitalist nation, the, it's absolutely immeasurable just how important uh, skilled and educated labor is as well. And just to reiterate the, the thing I previously said, because it's, it's very important, the benefits of getting in, uh, getting immigrant labor are so high that the, at the end of the day, the only risk you're taking by opening the borders a bit more than they're usually open uh, is the negative political PR that you might receive from, uh, from your uh, competition. Even the quote-unquote populist parties who are all about the, you know, the nation and whatever, um, they don't want to limit um, immigration. They want to limit non-white immigration. Mm -hmm. They don't mind if people from Norway start coming over. They couldn't give a shit less. But they care if it's a Syrian or a Mexican or a person from Guatemala or wherever else because, ooh, the, yeah, the evil browns are going to come and I don't fucking know. Uh, they're going to turn our fucking milk. <laughs> they can drink all our milk. I don't, I don't know what the fear is, right? Oh, fuck. Would, uh, you know, I'm not even going to get into it. I, I remember seeing an old American movie. It's, I guess, like it, they played the joke being it's like, oh, immigrants come. And they would always say, oh, like you take our jobs, you sleep mm -hmm. with our women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and the idea, by the way, is like, okay, don't you, don't women, aren't you supposedly the, the human rights capital of the world, <laughs> like the United States or whatever? Don't women have autonomy in your country, supposedly? Why does it matter if they would choose to sleep with? I, I, it, it's such a weird, yeah, whatever. Um, Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. But <laughs> what I'm, I'm wondering is like it's a completely strange. It, well, yeah, I'm not. Even, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna bother. <laughs> you can Why? hear. Why it would fucking... be so interesting? Go do it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's like it's a complete stranger that you're not related to. another by the way, it's not even. You don't know that for a fact. Some like American woman has went and slept with this potential like immigrant or whatever. It's the is the idea that some hypothetical woman might sleep yeah. with the with this immigrant that and not only are you this um, like invested into a complete stranger's sex life, but you're so invested in a hypothetical person's <laughs> sex life. It's so fucking strange to yeah. me. I don't get it. Okay, the taking jobs thing is it's stupid, but at least there is an idea there, you know. Yeah. Um, but fuck it, whatever. Yeah, I, I don't see why people picking fucking fruit. Um, not that immigrant labor should be used to pick fruit, but I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, the jobs thing has always been. I don't know. The whole package there just kind of gives the game away, or it's like, all right, they're gonna they're gonna come and yeah. take our jobs. Like, okay, you just in Texas here, for example, I have never in my life seen a white construction worker. It is always Hispanic construction workers, mm. um, and no white person would ever take those jobs. Like, I, if I were to go up to one of these cowboy people and be like, "Hey, you want to? Can you cover a shift?" Absolutely not. No way. Yeah. But they're still going to, that same person will still say, they're taking our jobs by coming and building all our houses. It's, it's shoddy workmanship and all that stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah. But I think it really just boils down to kind of a white supremacy thing because they don't care about, like you said, the Norwegians coming over and becoming, you know, whatever, crypto bros or IT professionals or whatever <laughs> the Norwegians like to do. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> that and the, the, the sleeping with the American women thing, I think, really is is the tell. It's like, okay, I see what it is. You don't want race mixing. We're still doing that. You want your yeah. your nation to stay a pristine white nation of you know uh, 
Protestants of mutts of, yeah. of, of, yeah. of weird Irish English Irish, German Italian, mixed, like, yeah. you know <laughs> people yeah, the, who the, hate each other back on the mainland. <laughs> the bar for white has moved over time, but as of right now, like if your skin is visibly brown, no sir, we don't want you here. We can stay away from our women. Mm. Yeah, it's it's kind of you're, you're slightly it's pretty transparent. You're slightly too tanned. You didn't comment on the spice of the Portuguese food. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might be. Just, are you ethnic by ch- perchance? <laughs> Could you possibly it's such be an intense cuckold uh, <laughs> fantasy that they have that they expand it not only to apply to their girlfriend or wife or mother or sister or something, the way most cuckolds fucking weirdos do it. No, you do you. I'm not, I'm not shaming. But uh, but they, they <laughs> apply it to all women in the country. So they have so much diversity of choice to fantasize about mm. any, wo- any white woman they see on the street today getting railed by two dudes from Guatemala, you know? So uh, mm. that, that's my explanation of it, a bit of a, a little Freudian uh, hot take. Of of uh, the link between cuckolds and and the far right, which <laughs> let's be honest here, there is something there. Okay, it's not exactly the electrical materialism, but it, there is something there. I take a whole episode on Papa Yugopnik's theory. Honestly, no, what you're telling me, the 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 slave owners that would try to like genetically breed the superior at black man on the. Uh, what's it called on the on the plantations, uh-huh. and then they would oil them up, and then get them to wrestle, and, <laughs> and like the prize is the the wife of the master or some shit like uh-huh. that shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I'm, there's something so fucking disgusting about all of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck, there really is. Yeah. Anyways, so back back on track. We're we're discussing two uh, sides, of course. On the one side, we're discussing brain drain, meaning particularly quote unquote skilled. Uh, labor and on the other uh, side we're also discussing immigration with quote-unquote unskilled labor ignore the terms these are just to make things easier to understand for now when it comes to people immigrating and it's for quote-unquote unskilled work so for agricultural labor in in uh, europe or the united states uh, for example this is kind of a reserve army of labor thing right it keeps uh, prices down um they don't have uh, the employers of this this uh, agricultural migrant uh, population in the united states for example they don't have to guarantee anything to these people they don't need to give them pensions they don't need to cover health care for them they don't need to do shit basically all they do is hey yeah you're gonna get paid like 90 percent less than what you're supposed to be paid um and uh, you're gonna be worked to the bone and afterwards you're gonna be forced to go back to where you came from uh and i get to extract a a a, uh, handsome profit out of that so that's the one side it's it's to an inherent function of capitalism and on the other side it's also an inherent function of capitalism but in a more um uh obfuscatory way obfuscatory way a way that's hidden you know what the fuck Mm -hmm. i'm trying to say (laughs) (laughs) and this kind of takes us into also how the countries that are being drained uh, how are they affected right um, of course, with with uh, this is two sided, and I want to get your guys' opinion on this as well. When it comes to skilled labor, quote unquote skilled labor, when when these people are gone, well, the country that had to educate them, feed them, have them use their roads and public educational systems and whatnot loses these people. It's a net loss of investment in money, in capital, and potential economic growth in the future. Um, they lost all that only for these people to go abroad. Um, so these countries that are already poor are artificially limited um, in in industrial development. They're limited in their uh, innovative ability because these people end up going elsewhere um, and many other spheres. But when it comes to the immigration side, there is sometimes an argument that can be made that these migrant populations that leave uh, to go elsewhere to work somewhat improves the situation of the local population because then the labor is slightly more scarce. Um, Yeah, This is slightly contentious, I think, in history because some European examples in the 20th century and 19th century... Uh, you do see this, that the, the class struggle heightened as a result of mass immigration from countries like Sweden and Ireland and stuff like that to the United States. Um, but on the other hand, we don't see this right now in places like Mexico or the Philippines. Maybe the Philippines is arguable. But uh, what, what do you guys have to say about that? I agree that there are maybe two coins to the side, but one is uh, far heavier than the other one. I mean, in Eastern Europe, you can see a situation, especially in countries that joined the EU in the last 15, 20 years, which for the audience that doesn't know, gives you an EU passport which allows you to live and work basically anywhere on the territory of the European Union. And a lot of people from Central and Eastern Europe ended up migrating to Germany, the UK, uh, Spain, France, etc., etc. And uh, not only did that 
partially, yes, one could make an argument, leave more space for the professionals at home. But what is now happening 20, 30 years later, 40 years for some for some countries that joined earlier, is a lot of capital that has been made, uh, usually by capitalists, but also with very high-skilled and high uh, highly paid uh, workers abroad. A lot of that capital is being brought back and invested uh, in industry and business uh, and just in spent uh, back, uh, back home, which, yes, sure, one could make that argument that that is kind of a small plus uh, when it comes to that capital kind of uh, migrating back from from Western countries back to the East. But we need to remember, as previously stated, that these people were educated here. These people were given all the tools that they need before mentally and sometimes quite literally physically before they went and made that capital over there and how much they are bringing back in comparison to how much uh, inadvertently they, they had taken, uh, I do not think adds up. But what is, uh, in my opinion, also extremely, and we can touch on that further, uh, important is not only, you know, the siphoning off of productivity itself, it's not just pairs of hands and, I don't know, a set of skills that is being taken out of different parts of the world, but it's, you know, the passion sometimes these people often carry within themselves that goes with their skills as well. You know, after very, after very often having annihilated, which we're going to talk about later, whole sections of the globe, the Western state all of a sudden opens its arms as some sort of savior and lures in the millions of people who would have done immeasurable good locally but hey you know i don't judge them we only have one life not uh, everyone wants to spend it saving their home country but that doesn't remove from the fact that it's a very real problem people are quite literally disincentivized and pardon me for sounding like a capitalist but they are people are disincentivized to find pride in helping to heal their part of the world because it's much harder than going over and becoming one of the so-called uh, civilized peoples, you know? Mm, yeah. I think there's something that can also be said because it's a, an argument that you hear from the other side with like, yeah, you know, brain drain is bad and all, but hey, what about the remittances? Uh, for people who don't know, a remittance is basically, let's say you're an educated professional and you leave Haiti let's say, and you go to the United States to work. Your salary is much higher in the, the U.S., and you usually have family left over in Haiti. So what do you do? Every month you send a bit of money back to Haiti. Um, and that ends up being a quite a substantial percentage of these third world countries' GDP afterwards. For example, in Jamaica, 20% of their GDP, I believe, is because of remittances, just money sent back by uh, Jamaicans who live abroad. Um, but this is, not a, this is not a substitute for industrial development. This is not a substitute for actual a buildup of economy. This is just money being sent back to be spent on goods that, by the way, still are probably produced outside the country that the money is coming to, and as a result, keeps it dependent on th- uh, countries outside itself. It basically keeps it in, in, in this, you know, the commodity chain. It keeps it um, dependent on much wealthier imperial co- core countries, which is just another arm of how imperialism tries to, um, and, and neo colonialism tries to keep. Uh, its arms around the the, the former colonies, mm. um, but uh, there's a there's a oh JT do you want? To no, say something? I was just gonna say there another problem with that is a lot of times those remittances maybe not all of them but many of them will will dry up because for example here in Texas yeah. we have a very very large Indian population and at first uh, probably geez. 10, 15 years ago, a lot of the people who came over were, you know, young working age men who would send money back home to India. But over the past decade and a half or so, what they've started doing, those same people have started not sending money back, but bringing their family over. So they're removing the the money they sent back, but also people who were working in that uh, in the home country to bring them over somewhere new. So it's it's kind of a double drain there. Yeah, and that's for sure. It is a, It is definitely uh, an issue. And by the way, again, just to reiterate, none of us are blaming the people who do this. This is a systemic thing. Mm, it's a yeah. result of imperialism, right? Um, these people who try to seek a better life for themselves, this is they're not at fault here. Um, again, just like how Yogopnik uh, said beautifully. But something that I, I, I would like to also um, mention is that uh, there's this interesting 
like dynamic in which basically these former colonial powers, basically imperial countries, they dominated the world completely. They uh, colonized basically the vast majority of the world, drew their own borders, fucking ruined uh, entire economic and political structures in these native countries, uh, and then afterwards basically created their own little good passport click, where, you know, uh, if you have a uh, quote-unquote good passport, be it um, Japanese or American or Austrian or something like that, you can do whatever you want. You can move wherever you like, basically. But if you happen to have a quote-unquote bad passport, which is basically dictated along the, the uh, imperial lines, there is no reason why a passport from Iran has to be worse than a passport from, say, Canada, right? But the reason is because Canada is fully integrated into the, the uh, Western neoliberal order, both economically, militarily, uh, politically, so it gets to be part of this, this, this clique, this club. Um, and uh, that's basically what ends up happening with these highly skilled professionals. Um, you end up having this artificial barrier to people moving uh, to countries, except for this tiny, tiny door, which is, oh, if you're highly specialized within particular fields, you will get, you know, this ooh, super uh, fancy uh, fucking uh, golden visa that you can come to to, to the um, promised land, be it fucking, I don't know, Idaho or something. <laughs> yeah? Wisconsin. Uh, to, to, to be Wisconsin. A, exactly, Wisconsin. Yeah. So I, I thought we've, we've been too hard on our boy in Wisconsin. That's going to turn out our boy from Wisconsin was originally born in Rio de Janeiro. You know, that's why he's so cool. <laughs> but yeah, so then they, 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 they cause this. And I thought, um, I'm sure you think you have examples of this too, but my passport, my very beautiful Iraqi passport, which is gorgeous, by the way. It's like golden writing with, with it's a black passport with golden writing, calligraphy. It's gorgeous, actually. Oh, that's cool. Looks better than the fucking... Sorry to say the American passport looks like shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's 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 more useful than mine, but it looks like shit, so whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm not allowed to go to, for example, Taiwan, like at all, not even like as a tourist, nothing. I am absolutely barred 100% of the time. The only exception is for if I am part of a diplomatic UN mission uh, or I'm a, a, a diplomat related to the, uh, to the Iraqi government. That's the only time, and I have to be pre-approved to be able to enter Taiwan. I have to make the joke. Just I'm because sorry. I'm Iraqi. I'm sorry, I have to make a joke. But yeah. can you go to China? I think yes, actually. Well, then you I, can I go to Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. You, you are right. I don't um, know. I don't know anything about this. Don't fucking shoot me, Taiwanese yeah. listener, please. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. But uh, yeah. And by the way, this is a thing. This is for, for many countries. This is the case for me. Meanwhile, our buddy over, over here, JT, he can basically rub his balls all over Taiwan <laughs> if he wants to. You're goddamn right. <laughs> nobody will say anything. I can't no, go to the DPRK, anything. though. That's one. That's one place I can't go. Okay, fair enough. I the only base place I can go to. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you still limited? Are you still limited on Cuba or? No, I think we're fine on Cuba. We can't. Americans can't uh, live there. They can't buy land in Cuba. Uh, or if they, eh, oh, okay. I think they can get an extended visa or something like that. But they cannot mm-hmm. uh, like move there permanently. I know Balkan slots who live there permanently. So I guess it's a U.S. Yeah. thing. Because I know Balkan people who live like I know three. Yeah. Been Did they Cuba marry like locals? Years. Uh, two of them, yeah. One okay. went there as a couple. That's um, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. But, but but on the passport topic, I I have a, like uh, combined with the being cucked uh, thing. Like back in Yugoslavia, the Yugoslav passport could take you to Moscow and New York, you know, yeah. and to Ghana yeah, yeah, and yeah. to Australia. Literally, a passport that could take you absolutely everywhere because the country during the Cold War created a pact of uh, the blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to bore you with this. But basically, we went from a passport that allowed you to go absolutely everywhere to (laughs) a situation in which, okay, the countries that joined the EU now do have a passport that's pretty decent, not even close to the one from uh, back in Yugoslavia. But the other countries, like, I don't know, uh, Macedonia, dude, you you cannot go app fuck all anywhere. So imagine <laughs> the same generation of like somebody who was 35 when Yugoslavia fell apart and he loved going skiing in Austria and uh, going uh, on safari in Central Africa, you know. And then boom, shakalaka, your passport can't take you like 20 <laughs> miles north. Like the, 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 how, how cocked they probably felt, you know. But Selavi, uh, Selavi. We the, wanted our own little... The Bosnian border is closed. <laughs> so proud that's so Croatian I'm so Serbian Ooh, I'm so fucking Bosnian Ooh, beautiful kind of fucking banana republics yes sorry <laughs> got very angry are you are you uh, dare you insult glorious Bosnia oh, no. you know I remind you that Mujahideen <laughs> Turski Artilleria <laughs>
artillery. We're going to release oh a uh, cover album starring Hakeem and you got oh. Nick for sale I, on our merch store. down. <laughs> At 1,000 patrons. At 1,000 patrons, you go Pink and I will do duets. Oh, boy. <laughs> fucking war songs. Oh, my God. Coming in two Ironically. <laughs> no, but we will force JT to join. Like, no fucking oh, way. Yeah, 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 for sure. You. His, we'll do his accent in Serbo Croatian is going to be phenomenal. Anyways, let's let's move on. Um, there is a, a very interesting point that I think you go Pink want to touch on which is the difference between migrants and, and refugees, exactly. Generally, the, the, the difference is when somebody migrates, they would tend to migrate because uh, economic opportunities. They want better jobs, they want higher pay, they might want better schooling opportunities for themselves or their kids, um, etc., etc. usually economic motives. Uh, but refugees, of course, are people who are forced to flee their country because of instability, because of war, um, because of uh, the, you know a need to seek asylum. And usually hilarious oh, actually not very not hilariously but interestingly both of these are a result of imperialism of course being a refugee is much more direct in that way mm. um for example syria has lost i think a fourth of its population um as a result of uh, the the um uh, western backed and, and and instigated uh problems that started in, in syria for you know of course they had local situations that caused that blah blah, blah but you can't deny the fact that the west really did kind of uh particularly the united states and its allies really did stoke the fires of that conflict same with libya for yeah. example mm-hmm. um and that resulted in an un, un, untold not only loss of life but also uh migration of people um that's refugees but when it comes to migrants these are people who are whose countries have been systematically impoverished by imperialism, um, either through unequal exchange, either through private ownership of their industry and private resources, uh, not private, excuse me, um, public resources, uh, by um, Western corporations, uh, or by direct like puppet governments that basically just funnel all the all the wealth that's produced in the country to imperial core countries. An example of that would be uh, Cuba under Batista. Um especially with their sugar industry, but everything else as well within that country at the time. Um, yeah. From from the perspective of the country where the immigrants or refugees are coming to, uh, what I would argue the main difference between a refugee and an immigrant is, is that the immigrant you can spin, you can sell to your local population as really needing them when you say okay they're skilled in this or uh they're coming here legally quote unquote etc etc juicy juicy labor exactly (laughs) while the refugee you have no way to actually sell except uh the way for example the germans do it oh we're accepting them because we're a great kind open nation that has learned from its mistakes uh 80 years ago ignore our nato bombings <laughs> Ignore NATO no, bombings last week. Truth be told, so they, they kind of didn't. Uh, if there's one EU state that kind of stays on the back with the whole military uh, section, it's them. But you know, uh, I still am afraid of patting a German on the back for not doing a lot of uh, military stuff. Because I would give them, I'll pat them on the back in seven thousand years up or down for that little World War Two thing. So uh, that's that's when we can talk about uh, Germans not being aggressive. Uh, yeah. Much love to our German listeners. You know, I'm fucking around. <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this, you're basically a fucking Eastern European. I know your grandpas, at least from the DDR, that's for sure. But uh, okay. all that shit all that shit aside is, uh, yes, basically what I wanted to say is the immigrant uh, you can sell to your local population. The refugees, do, you do not. But both big capital and the state knows, and not just knows uh, ideologically, but knows as a fact that they need a constant influx of people otherwise the economy which is already on very shaky legs starts getting even shakier here in the united states there is pretty much no difference um, between a refugee and a an immigrant or a migrant as has become the the trend now Mm. so on like fox news do not come yeah do 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 not not come come. thanks thanks kamala i'm Um, gonna come (laughs) (laughs) we must all come together (laughs) sorry go on no you're good um so you'll hear on Fox News, especially um, talking heads like Tucker Carlson, um, 
where you've got this migrant caravan coming from Central or South America or Ooh, wherever, wherever it is that week. And anytime they need to distract from some horrible thing that's going on. Oh, migrants, they're coming. They're going to come through the border and then they're going to take our jobs and, and our women and whatever. And that's um, so cowboy how you call them caravans. Like mm, motherfucker, yeah. really? Oh, <laughs> caravans? Yeah. We're going to send a posse down there and wrangle them. Um, but yeah. So <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's one side. And then the, the refugee side is also looked down upon because, like you said, what are these people bringing? They're just fleeing. They're just going to be welfare mm-hmm. queens, which is another a whole other uh, can of worms. Yeah. But, yeah, there's no – here in the United States, there's – The luxurious n- life you live off of welfare. Exactly, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> there is no positive spin on people coming into this country if they are not white. Like you never, we had we had plenty of immigrants from uh, European countries uh, coming for work or whatever, but you never hear about it ever. I've never once mm. seen a a news segment on the the problem with infiltration from where France or whatever. It's mm. always Mexico or Guatemala or yeah. wh- wherever the the caravan is coming from. So. Please, they're going to come over, and they, like I said, they're going to increase the spice tolerance of the country, all right? <laughs> yeah. They're going to drink your milk. They're going to fucking nut in your, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to they're gonna prevent you from wearing those leather shoes you like so much. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Y'all didn't right. say that uh, that their taco was spicy. You, y'all, y'all ain't from here, are you? <laughs> uh, there's a reason nut allergies increased in the last 30 years. Oof. Yeah. But it is interesting because we Americans are cognizant of the fact, I think at least, that we rely on this uh, this labor coming from abroad. Mm. But at the same time, we are so adamant that it's a bad thing and that we don't want it and that it's poisoning our way of life. It's a really weird dichotomy um, and no one seems to be willing to kind of look into that. And also, you got to remember, like, I remember the 2005 thing where basically lots of Libyan and Syrian refugees were coming to Europe. And even American, like, uh, politicians and public figures and, and news people were like, oh, how horrible. Oh, fucking Europe is being taken over. Is it being overran? <laughs> <laughs> you know, all that shit. And then the, the complete disconnect between the, the direct hand that uh, European countries and the United States had in impoverishing and destroying those lands, forcing those refugees, and then at the same time blaming those refugees for co- being forced to flee, basically. Um, it's, yeah, I think the same happens with Central, Central America, of course. If there wasn't uh, over 100 years of American meddling in those countries, then there wouldn't be the fucked up situation that there currently is right now that forces all these uh, people from, you know, uh, Guatemala and El Salvador and everywhere else um, to, to be, you know, to, to come to the United States. Yeah. But yeah. And it was so funny when the Western civilized, uh, at least the Western European civilized nations build up these uh, massive uh, wire fences, et cetera, et cetera. And then in the meantime, the barbarian Balkan Slavs, yeah, which sure, there were certain incidents, but the reaction towards refugees and the acceptance that was seen throughout the region can be completely incomparable to the one of Western Europe, especially remembering that these are also incredibly poor countries that have refugees of their own that are still living in uh, in like refugee centers from our old war uh, seeing now seeing you know Syrians and Afghans and so on coming in and sleeping literally in the uh, in the hot slash bunker right next to you, so it was uh, it was just interesting. Yes, there were certain incidents, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, like in every single country. But it was uh, very interesting to see the uncivilized Orientals getting along, while the the proud white man who is so accepting uh, building up uh, taller and taller fences. But even to go back on what we were we were talking about, because uh, what JT said was was very very interesting about how you know it's almost always at least on the right usually and probably for most liberals as well the spin on be it a refugee or a migrant is always negative but it gets even worse because when it is positive it usually comes from some uh, you know uh, a liberal mouthpiece that is trying to sell for example the US or the UK as this white savior who will now help these people coming from these countries who do not have the capability of building civilization where they're from because that 
that's indirectly what they're saying, let's be honest. So let's help all those, uh, all those suffering souls that have unfortunately been born amongst the uncivilized Orientals by allowing them to come and share our space with us. You know, this liberal elitist undertone, which, yes, it's saying, please do come, but it's kind of saying, come because you belong with us and not with those dirty savages from where you're coming from, you know? Exactly. Liberals have this disease where it's... um instead of just taking these people as human beings, they have to rationalize it in a way of, oh, these you know, filthy browns that are coming, they'll they'll do the jobs that you don't want to do. You know, they're going to be like menial labor. Or you have to frame it in a way of like, oh no, they're poor and, and they, they don't know what's, they're like, uh, what's it called? Yeah, like this white saviorism, this this is uncivilized barbarian from the fucking Orient. You, you probably and, heard it oh, 50 you know, you, times. You, Sorry, I'm yeah. going to just slightly. And JT and you can probably have heard it 50 times, but that once, because I'm going to forget it. Uh, when they say, oh, you need to meet... Uh, uh, Mike from uh, Iran, uh, but no, no, no. He, he he's a doctor, you know. Like, yeah, he, yeah. You know that thing. Ah, motherfucker. That's just ah classic. Yeah. You know he's yeah. not just yeah, a fucking way, Iranian. You know he's a doctor. Yeah. The way the liberals <laughs> typically sell it is they're like immigration, like immigrants are our strength. Immigrants built this country. It's like yeah, that's a weird way to say that like. We need them to build our stuff. Like, who else is going to build yeah. our, our houses and bridges and things, if, and railroads, for example, if not these people? So it's, it's, it's weird that they try to maintain this moral high ground by accepting people from elsewhere while still selling it in a very capitalist sense of, hey, this is a source of untapped labor that's going to be less expensive than doing it ourselves. You know, when we were, do- when we were reading for, for this episode— um. Uh, I came across this fucking thing, this this research where it's like, oh, uh, people like um, who immigrate and then return to their countries of origin, basically, uh, they tend to bring all oh, Western liberal democratic <laughs> values back with them Classic. to their fucking home country. They're like, oh yeah, only, only the best values, of course, the, yeah. the values that tell you bomb a country and then put put up a wall to prevent the fucking <laughs> <laughs> the, the fallout of fucking refugee misery uh, from coming into, like, yeah, and it was you know. So uh, many Petars that call themselves like, oh, Peter now. They call me Peter. I'm not oh, Petar. Fuck. <laughs> fucking cocked don't, don't bitch. Don't get me started. Don't get me started on every on any any guy who's named Muhammad and he goes or Muhammad in, in Iraqi Arabic, uh, who's named Muhammad and then he goes to the US and he's like, oh, call me Mo. I'm like, fuck uh, you. Uh, fuck. I'm vibrating. God. Jesus. I'm vibrating right How now. do you like? How do you like the taste of fucking of American boot? You yeah. fucking no. It's so irritating. Like it's. Like, uh, you know, uh, I don't even know what an example, you know. You know when they refuse if, to if speak their came, language, they only speak in yeah. English with you? Yeah. Like, it's, ah. Fuck, yes, yes, oh, oh, fuck me. Those people, yeah, beyond, beyond. Um, irredeemable. Not only beyond cuck, Absolutely yeah. irredeemable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You, you're a lumpen yeah, yeah. to me forever, no matter how many jobs you have. <laughs> it's, uh, I went, when I went to college, I went to a school where there were a lot of very wealthy uh, Chinese exchange students, and every single one of them uh, had to change their name to accommodate American pronunciation. And it was really funny. Like they would, A lot of them would pick very old people names like Mildred. Um, I don't know why. And there was one dude I who, uh, I, I think he was going for Roger. But he he spelled it R A G E R, so we had this this exchange student called Rager just walking around campus. I loved it. It was <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's 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 different when when they're changing their name in order to accommodate the local culture, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Cetera, et cetera. In certain cultures, you could even call it polite or whatever. In others, you can call it just plain old insecurity. In third ones, you can call it you know uh, lower sense of self. But when they go, the, the fucked up thing is when they go back to their own country either to visit or to reintegrate or whatever and they they keep referring to themselves as fucking rager and i'm like what why why are you calling yourself rager motherfucker yeah. it's like i am rager you know this is who i am now this is my new identity i buy my rakia from your grandpa what the fuck is rager <laughs> Honestly, it was like, dude, fucking hell. You used to fucking chop chicken's heads off in your fucking grandma's village. What the fuck are you talking about? Peter? (laughs) I'm not Ivan. I am Ivan. No, he's not Ivan. He's Todd. (laughs) Todd. Him. Bob. Um. 
Fuck. Actually, nobody's no, Bob. Like, nobody, I, like, yeah. you're given the name Bob by your parents. Nobody names themselves Bob. I know a guy, I know a guy who, who whose name was, yeah, actually, I'm not even going to say his name, but, yeah, who had a very Arab-sounding name, and then he went abroad and studied and came back, and he, his name was Bob. Oh, my God, you debunked was, my was, theory was, immediately. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Out of all the names. Oh, and did, Habibi, do you know what's so fucking funny? It's because you you look at his fucking uh, his diploma from the university they graduated from, and it's like his name, and then his middle name because they he like didn't do it right, I guess. So his middle name on the diploma is is Bob. Oh my god, <laughs> it looks so stupid. It's like Arabic name Bob, Arabic name. It looks fucking stupid. So that's well, what like... is the most stereotypical American name that comes to you guys? I'm curious. Uh, fuck, Cletus. <laughs> That's funny. Billy to me, it's Billy. Billy. Hey, Billy. Clyde. <laughs> Clyde is a fuck- Billy and Clyde <laughs> fucking each other's you know, mothers. Before, before, yeah. before the Chad meme, Chad unironically was a was a name that I was yeah, like, yeah, what yeah, is that? Chad. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what one fucking name huh. that irritate the name Hunter? Oh, name that's so funny. Hunter. One of my my <laughs> best so college fun. friends is named Hunter. <laughs> Fuck, and it's always it's always like a pudgy guy, you know. He's a fucking oh, he's in IT, and his name is fucking Hunter. What are you hunting? Crypto? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you hunting? Oh, I have a funny. friend just called Wolf, but like in Serbo Croatian, it's one of the best names. But the Volk. thing is, it sounds yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, you know? but that actually has you know, like that has right the some history one. There's an the, like one uh, one name that I really like. For example, uh, the, it's one of uh, Gaddafi's kids is Saif uh, al-Islam, if I remember correctly, which mean, literally means the safe of, uh, of uh, Islam, hmm. the, the safe of Islam, the sword of Islam, excuse me. Um, very nice, interesting name. It's an interesting fucking name, right? Um, there's a guy, there's a guy, a, a doctor recently, his, his, name was, his last name was Himayatullah, which literally means the protection of God. Hmm. Very interesting neat names, right? What, uh, yeah, I know and, a guy and, called and Milorad, these, way, which you, means uh, he loves to work, laziest motherfucker I've ever met. <laughs> exactly fuck we have this plague in the united states right now just to extend this tangent um where Mm. (laughs) we have these these white people who come up with these awful just god awful names that are are, they think are trendy or new or clever Mm. and it's like adding l-e-y or spelling things incorrectly and like with way too many unnecessary letters so for example Oh, Tinsley, Ashley, but with like, yeah, yeah, or like Ashley, but it's spelled like L E I G H Y or something. Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah. there's a, and another one's like Braden, Caden, anything like that. It used to be B R A, jeez, I think just B R A D E N. I because I've got a cousin named Braden, and it's like back from the normal era of names, but now it's spelled like B R A Y D E N N E, and it's like, good God, just stop, <laughs> stop. You 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 go up you go up Nick. Thank God for civilization and culture that we don't have to fucking pull shit out of the ground like this to name our fucking. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> fucking oh. hell. Oh my God. Fifty oh, years Jesus. from now, no one's gonna know how to spell anyone's names because they're just these absurd, like perversions of old names. Honestly, yeah. No, I remember. Um, uh, fuck. Uh, a couple years back, the name Daenerys from from yeah, the stupid uh-huh. Game of Thrones shit. Yep. Right. Became a fairly popular girl's name. Mm-hmm. Right. Khaleesi. And I yeah. like the. Yeah, and this shit, and I'm like, the fucking, like, okay, so all these Americans all of a sudden can pronounce Daenerys and Khaleesi, but the second you, you meet a person named fucking uh, Abdullah, they're like, what, what is it, Ab- Abdul- Abdullah? Abdul- Abdul- I ran? Fuck. Oh, fuck. Abdul, fucking Abdul, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, I think we got a little off track there. We're talking about the... White saviors. What's it called? Uh... The bringing back the immigrants, bringing back like culture, like civilized culture to their countries. But I think also the opposite is very true. Where like at least the the rhetoric here is that these people coming over in the first place are going to bring their regressive culture here and and water mm-hmm. down our purity. And that especially from places like China, for example, um, where they're going to bring their communism, their atheism, or whatever, mm. just a holdover from the Cold War, <laughs> or. <laughs> You'll uh, go to a food court and they're going to divide the pieces of cake equally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they're going to give. They're going to bring us real, actual, culturally correct food and not our perverse version of it for once. Um, but yeah, so that they clean themselves after they use the bathroom. <laughs> no, no, that's where Anything we draw the line. Marites, <laughs> marites to be crusted up. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Sorry. 
So that 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 aside, I think we 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 spoke extensively about it. Uh, just one small note: the thing I was trying to say is, fuck, that was a stupidly long tangent. The thing I was trying to say is, I read a a um, there was one like study headline, and I was like, oh, do um these foreign or these immigrants do they make good leaders? Because like, mm. oh, they come back. To, to their home countries with these oh so so lovely uh, fucking liberal uh, Western democratic values. Um, it's just you know like and by the way you should re- you really read between the lines. What they mean by good leaders is one that will toe the line of Western capital and yep. liberalism. Will fucking privatize everything. So stupid, right? But anyway, exactly. But a lot of a lot of, the, a lot of the people in the local local population that never migrated anywhere have it internalized in themselves that uh, the reason they are. I mean, we talked about this in previous episodes. But the reason their country is not developed is because they're literally more barbaric and uh, less organized and more corrupt. Because it is in their nature as uh, Slavs, Arabs, Latinos, etc., etc. So when they see someone who's been working for a long time abroad, who created massive businesses or worked in NGOs or even had a political career abroad, come back home and say, okay, I'm going to fix everything up for you. A lot of the local population genuinely and truly votes for them because they do think they're going to fix it up for them. Why? Again, because they have it internalized in them that civilization needs to be brought over from abroad because here it didn't take root so we need to take the seeds from over there and replant them even though in most cases there were plenty of seeds and plenty of big plants of civilization but somebody needed to cut them to turn them into oil and to export them somewhere else if you get my fucking metaphor yeah yeah exactly right beautifully said yeah it's uh, some some fucking you know uh, expat comes back home and he's like, "Hey, yeah, I'm gonna come fix up the country. Please ignore my American passport, which I'll conveniently <laughs> use when when I'm overthrown." Speaking of which, expat, <laughs> I fucking love that fucking term, expat. Yeah. Oh I, I am I'm an immigrant. I don't know if everybody anybody in, from the viewership knows, but I I also still live in uh, southeastern Europe uh, in a Slavic country, majority Slavic country, uh, but I have migrated here, right and. Because I'm pale looking and whatever, uh, whenever uh, usually Western immigrants talk to me here, uh, they always refer to me and themselves uh, as expats. But when we pass certain parts of town where there's refugees, you know, uh, rough sleeping in tents, etc., etc., guess what fucking term they use to refer to them. And they're like, oh, be a, be be Sand careful, stand, 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 <laughs> uh, st- yeah, stand on the side. You know these. Da, da, da. They don't say, oh, this this expat's gonna stab you. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, as an interesting side note, by the way, yeah, so like, yeah, Europeanik um, is an expat, but if I were to come to his country, I would be a you know filthy brown immigrant. Yeah, you know, blah, blah blah. But about the about the sand n word topic, I was called that by an American soldier. Good class. <laughs> No, but that's no, that's next level racism. That's like you know you you gotta know the lore of racism to call people you know sand n word, snow n word, jungle n word. It's like that's like uh, top level racism. It's a passage. Like that's like uh, you know in Call of Duty when you reach level fifty five and then you can redo the levels from beginning, like be premium. Uh-huh. That's like a premium <laughs> racist. Wow. You, it's it's like yeah, you you it's it's a it's a it's a rite of passage. Okay. You, have you really been occupied by by the US? <laughs> if some white guy from from Wisconsin, of course, of course. <laughs> doesn't call on your own in your own country, doesn't call you a sand word oh, or God. whatever variation thereof. You guys tend to be fairly creative and somehow very uncreative at the same time. It's our um, uh, it's our, our like it's always exports. jungle, sand, <laughs> dune, well, um, we, curry, well, we rice, we, we and then <laughs> the, we picked our favorite one and then just started adding uh, qualifiers <laughs> to it. It's very easy that way. It makes it very efficient to uh, be horrible. You, you know, to the actually, rest of the world yeah, yeah, yeah actually you know something one aspect i hate of like there's many as you could tell there's many aspects of the, of the united states and its culture that i dislike but one aspect that i've never really understood is whenever american when the american military goes somewhere it's unwanted which is everywhere um they'll have some chosen word that randomly chosen yeah that will be used to refer to the local population it's always derogatory uh, for example, like uh, I believe in Vietnam, was it they, they would call them just a Viet Cong, which I believe is a racist slur um, because it was the Viet Minh is the actual army, um, and uh, Cong is supposed to be is, is some racist term for Asian, right? It's like the uh, yeah the, the G one and the other yeah. ones, right? Um, so that was the v- the Vietnamese example for uh, as an example in Iraq they would say Haji, 
right? Yeah. Now, for those who are unaware, um, yeah, for those who are unaware, one of the five pillars of Islam is to go and visit um, Mecca, to go on pilgrimage, and that is called Hajj. And whenever an, a person does that, you refer to them as a Hajji. A man is a Hajji or a woman is a Hajji if they go to Hajj, if they do the pilgrimage, right? Uh, so it's actually a term of endearment. And even sometimes, whenever you just have a really old person, even if they didn't do the pilgrimage, you call them Hajji or Hajji. It's completely normal. Um, and it's a, an endearing term. And the Americans use that to refer to just like insurgents or something, or just uh, like Arabs or Iraqis specifically. They would call them hajis, like as a oh, like oh, fucking hajis on the south side, fucking uh, you know all that bullshit, yeah. right? And I'm just you know like not like the the lack of cultural understanding, and there's a bit of racism, and just the stupidity of using a word with you know like more than a single syllable. Yeah, yeah it is more than a single syllable. A syllable I had to I had to make sure, sorry. <laughs> right? Is is fucking stupid, <laughs> you know? Like whatever. Well, that's just part of the dehumanizing process. I mean, everywhere the US or any country has ever invaded, they pick a term to make sure you don't have to say there's a person over there or there's a guy. It's just, you know, like the Germans were the Krauts or etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, it's, it's 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 stupid. Fuck. At least, like, you know, like, one thing that you can give in previous wars, at least, or, or the European ones, I think it was very much less so with with the racism, I guess. I mean, like, the Germans would call the Russians Ivans, yeah. which is okay. Like, it's not that bad. It's just yeah. a name, right? <laughs> it's okay, I guess, right? Um, I think the Soviets would only say the, the Germans. They had another word for it, but it's not coming to mind now. But otherwise, they'd say Nemtsi, I believe. No, um, we would call the Germans cockroaches, roaches, because there would be so many of them. Schwaba. Either Schwaba mamudam uyebim. Here's a roach by fuck his fucking sister. You know, like, uh, uh, to this day, I'm Sorry to my German motherfuckers, I still call them Schwabas from here and there. <laughs> and like I've been to Germany a few times and you meet up with uh, Yugos as they refer to us uh, derogatorily. Yugos like the car because it didn't work and we don't yeah. work. Uh, and, you know, we would sit to drink coffee <laughs> and, and be like, look at how this cockroach dressed for fuck's sakes. You know, <laughs> when they pass, you know, these these Schwabas. Yeah. <laughs> So now that we kind of understand uh, the Imperial Corps' reasoning on why they accept immigrants, why we underst- uh, now that we also understand the direct impact, very often incredibly negative one, that immigration has on uh, developing nations, there is a new phenomenon that uh, has been developing for the last 30 to 40 years. And thanks to the specifically the Internet, it's been proliferated everywhere as the ideal solution that uh, big corporations together very often in a deal with uh, the local governments have uh, when it comes to finding a way to find much cheaper labor without having to invite those uh, dirty browns in your local community. And that thing is called outsourcing. So when you have, for those of you who don't know, when you have a whole department, uh, for example, customer service in uh, your company, and they're all employed, for example, in New Jersey, you have to pay them what? Yes, at least the minimum New Jersey salary. What you can do, though, specifically for jobs that are uh, connected on the Internet, the outsourcing is extremely easy, such as customer support, for example. You can fire every single one of those people and get in touch with a uh, a capitalist enterprise uh, on the other side of the pond uh, and set up that same department that you had in New Jersey uh, over, for example, in Sri Lanka, and they will be working for 10% of the value of labor and better be sure that even if you pay 10% of that salary, their boss over there is going to take 80% of that and leave the rest as salaries for the actual employees. And we have the situation which is in front of us, which is, as I previously said, outsourcing is the modern approach to uh, eliminating the only negative aspect governments see in immigration by, again, nobody is actually entering the country and they are reaping almost all of the benefits by pushing that job abroad. Oh, what are you saying? Oh, that they're not reaping all the benefits because local people are losing their jobs. Well, my friend, they do not give a flying fuck about you. Yeah. That's outsourcing 101. Beautifully said. I think a good uh, example of that, of course, is you yourself, you go up and you're technically outsourced labor, no? Yes, yes, I'm literally outsourced labor. 
Yeah, very, very, very interesting. But that's a very good point, actually. Uh, I think this also links well into, um, like, for example, there's outsourcing as as uh, a direct way of uh, utilizing that labor, but also, of course, the the much more traditional way, which is just kind of well, you know, ruining a country and then having everybody flee to your country afterwards, uh, thus strengthening your in- own industry and whatnot. A particular example is the, of this is the healthcare sector in the vast majority of the developed world. Um, if you look at the healthcare sector in Germany, in France, in the UK, in the US, you're going to see that substantial minorities uh, of the healthcare um, personnel is not from the native country. They're not French or English or fucking American or whatever. They're from, they're foreign. They're from usually third world countries that they've come. Um, and what does this do? Of course, this provides a continuous source of medical personnel um, to these uh, imperial core countries. Meanwhile, it directly takes them away from the uh, local countries in which they were trained or they were practicing. Um, a good example of this is, for example, my own country, Iraq. Uh, out of the nearly 60,000 doctors that uh, Iraq has, had slash has, um, uh, officially, quote unquote, officially, 20,000 of them have left since 2003, since the uh, American invasion. The real figures are much higher. Now, imagine in the United States if half of all doctors within the United States were to go elsewhere. You can imagine what kind of damage that would do, that would do to the local healthcare system. Of course, again, that's not the fault of the doctors doing this. This is the fault of of, of the uh, imperialist war machine, and then afterwards the the local the state uh, for not managing to keep these people here, not managing to guarantee their safety, not managing to care, guarantee their quality of life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but regardless, the, the, this is a massive issue. Um, in Ghana, for example, over fifty percent um, are, are not within Ghana. They work in healthcare systems abroad. Uh, in Jamaica, for example, over 80% of their highly educated work and live abroad, not within Jamaica. And you can imagine why at the end of the day, then, um, Trump's so-called shithole countries are not, you know, uh, uh, genetically built to be underdeveloped or, or um, uh, be stagnant. They are systematically underdeveloped on numerous fronts, one of which is this sort of drain. Uh, and another aspect of this that's also interesting that you got me brought to my attention is the, the very idea that, or the very fact that even if you do immigrate, by the way, sometimes, um, uh, you might not even be able to work in the field that you're specialized in, despite the fact that you have all the qualifications necessary, because you come from, you know, again, the outside the good passport click, which usually also fits into the good diploma click as well. Um, I'll give a good example, actually, because it, uh, some people might be familiar with it. Um, there's a YouTube channel uh, on, on, on YouTube. It's very popular. It's called Dr. Mike. It's a, a doctor uh, of Russian ancestry um, who uh, was born in, in, in Russia and works in the U.S. He moved when he was very young after the dissolution of the Soviet Union. His own father was a doctor. And if you don't know, or if you've never had the pleasure of, of uh, being treated by or um, having a, a like uh, discussion with a Soviet-trained doctor, they are, or Eastern Bloc one, like socialist-trained doctor, they're fucking bulletproof. They're amazing. I've Honestly, the, 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 the uh, educational, the medical educational system of former socialism is fucking bulletproof. I don't know what they did. Actually, I know exactly what they did. It was a lot of uh, education and theory mixed with very heavy en- emphasis on practice. And then afterwards, these people weren't allowed to, you know, just go and try to go into the core of the biggest city and try to work in private, um, what's it called, clinics. They were forced to actually go into rural communities and, and practice medicine as it's meant to be practiced. Um, but yeah, what I'm trying to say is they're excellent physicians. And uh, Dr. Mike, his father, uh, when immigrating uh, to the U.S., couldn't have his diploma verified. Despite the fact that it was a Soviet diploma and he had been practicing for many, many years, he couldn't get it verified and then cleared, so he had to basically do med school all over again in order to be able wow. to practice as, as a physician. Th- that's like the insanity of that. And uh, apparently there's upwards of 250,000 immigrants in the United States with medical degrees that have to work as fucking like deli workers or, or taxi drivers and other shit because their um, diplomas from, I don't know, Malawi or any other country, or the third world country, isn't recognized, which is in its own very fucked up. So um, not only does it, does the imperial, do these imperial core countries drag away um, healthcare personnel uh, and other educated people, but sometimes it doesn't even make use of them in the country. So they're just taking them away from the fucking country where they can be used and, and, and where they can improve conditions to basically do fuck all in a slightly more wealthy country or stable country. Perfectly said. Yeah, nothing to add there. 
and and with that said i think we can get to like some minor points uh, i don't want to like or we don't really want to build up on them too much because it would be too long but just to like mention them um one aspect of course is the declining population in imperial core countries because of aging and the uh, reduced birth rates so uh, capitalism requires a workforce so it tries or decides to import a workforce so that's why for example oh this oh so well-hearted and good-natured europeans accepting all these refugees they're not doing it out of the kindness of their own hearts they needed to directly subsidize and support their local economies if i recall correctly um germany needs upwards of a hundred thousand immigrants each year in order to maintain its current rate of economic growth um this is not something that's that's happening because oh you know they're so loving and, and 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 humanitarian that's the first one second one of course is um even within quote unquote prosperous countries the drain happens from the slightly less prosperous to the slightly more prosperous. For example, the tertiary areas, the periphery of Europe, Romania, Greece, Italy, Portugal, uh, many skilled professionals end up leaving these to go to Germany, France, the UK, uh, the Netherlands, uh, Austria. And within these, uh, within, even within Europe, um, it causes like this massive um, uh, depolarization. I've been looking at too much at ECGs. Fuck, mm-hmm. that's not the right <laughs> word. <laughs> Fuck, it's not um, polarization. I guess is these can, can be accurate. Um, for example, Portugal has lost, I think, around twenty percent of its skilled uh, population, highly educated population, to immigration inside Europe, um, which you can imagine can greatly impact an already somewhat poor country. Uh, and finally, the the last point is the systemic depopulation of post-Soviet countries. If you don't know, after the Soviet collapse and the, or the illegal dissolution, better said, uh, and the um, dissolution of socialism across the Eastern Bloc, all these countries, their birth rates plummeted because the living situation became absolute garbage. Uh, add on top of that, the immigration of young people um, to the more wealthy um, European countries, like for example, from Poland and Lithuania to the UK, and you end up with a massive nosedive of these populations. Um, Ukraine, Poland, and Lithuania specifically are ones where you can see a very noticeable um, decline in the in the population curve to the point that it's essentially being depopulated, right? It's like greater than wartime losses. <laughs> Much the, greater. Or, I mean, Incredibly like, um, intensively depopulated, yeah. yes, with estimates of like in the next 100 years, the population being half of what it is now. Wow. Yeah, exactly, which is, is, is insane to think about. And the, the uh, long-term cultural, political, economic, uh, and social consequences of, of, of these uh, actions are going to, you know, result in uh, interesting changes, maybe for the better or for the worse. These are just points to, to mention. They're loosely related to brain, uh, to brain drain, loosely related to uh, immigration, but I just want to, to, to mention them. And finally, just to reiterate, it's not the migrants' fault, of course. Like I said, it's the fault of systemic uh, system... Uh, systemic systems, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> systemic... Um, or institutionalized imperialism, neocolonialism, uh, de-development uh, and uh, immiseration of third world countries um, mixed with a, a, a practical need of these poor uh, people to require, or people from third world countries to seek better lives for themselves. So it's not to br- blame the migrants or, or immigrants Never. themselves, it's more to br- blame the system. And I think with that, uh, we, we can... Wrap up. I'm sorry for the fucking boring end <laughs> right there, but I just no, wanted to. No, it's great. <laughs> oh, it's good information. Great. It was very yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, thank you. Um, thank you. To round it off, pee pee poo poo. All right. The... Yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> Don't... Exactly. Don't forget that we're coming. We're coming, Bucko. We're coming for your women. All right, and your men. Don't forget. And the your boys are not. I'm especially are not gonna safe. fuck the expats. Yeah. You're an expat. I will fuck you. Okay. okay. I'm gonna go up to your baby boy, fucking hunter. All right. I'm gonna tell him to put on the maid outfit. Oh God. <laughs> all right, and he will enjoy my seed. <laughs> Sorry. Y'all gonna have to get past me first. I tell you what. <laughs> oh. Boy. So, yeah. Okay, thank um, you for listening. This has been the new <laughs> program. I am Yugopnik. I'm JT. And I'm Hakeem. Don't forget to cut the rednecks. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>